Twinkle Sky. Hello. Where everyone is. Is anybody else home? No, it's just Uncle Sky. I'm waiting. Good afternoon. Hey, Papa. How you doing? How you doing? That's <laughs> He's asked how oh, you doing. I'm good. I'm good, Dad. How are you? Fine. Today has been awesome. It has. We got some real good news, too. I cannot wait to hear it. I've already been praising the Lord for whatever it is. Gwen's going to share it a little bit. I can't wait to tell you all my good news. News, too. What's yours? I'm going to wait till uh, the rest of the family gets on. Okay. You been busy, Sky? I have been. Running. 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 Yep. Just running. Is anybody in the Washington? Okay. Okay, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. Yeah. Um, and last night we stopped we stopped at verse 15. Yes. Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, and last night we stopped it at 15. Is your brother coming? Matthew chapter 8, verse 15. Let's, uh, let's say our prayers, folks. Father, thank you for this time together as a family to come together to uh, read your word, to exhort one another, to encourage one another. Please help us, Father, as we come before your word to receive your word with a whole heart. Please open up our eyes and our ears. We yield our hearts up to you, fertile soil. Please lay down deep roots and Lord, please protect us so that the evil one doesn't steal your word from us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Feed your sheep, Lord. Feed your sheep, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, do we have some testimony tonight? Yeah. Glenn, come give your testimony. Oh, I think Cecilia wanted to give one first. Okay. So today, family, I applied for seminary school, and I start June 8th. Right on. Where at? Stark Seminary. Um, Catherine went there, and she got her certificate. It's on the island about 40 minutes away from our house. Okay. It's right there in Galveston. Okay. Fabulous. Right on. I am so excited for you. That's right. That's a Carpers area, though, Sky. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we have a, one of our ships is right there in, in Galveston. No, it's in Corpus. Oh, that's in Corpus. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. When she said on the island, I thought she meant Galveston. They, yeah, they call it the island, but you just cross the bridge. Oh, uh, I got you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next testimony. Okay. She's ready. Okay. On January 29th, our pastor 
meal with meet some other pastors at a restaurant. And he put his hand under the seat of the chair and scooted the chair up. And when he sat back down, the, the seat had come loose and his finger was caught and it cut off about an inch of his finger. Yeah, I remember you guys telling us about that. Okay. When we prayed, that uh, that was on a Wednesday, and Beck, Becky told us uh, on, on Sunday she, she came into the prayer room and asked us to pray for him. And, of course, everybody's praying that it will heal and not get infected and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dear Lord, I don't want to pray for prayers. I don't want to pray for something that Joe Blow down the street that doesn't even know the Lord has a uh, relatively uh, good chance of, of it happening to him. I want to pray that the finger grows back. I want to pray that the nail grows back. That it comes completely healed and it becomes his testimony. He can hold up that it's it's his, his um, what do you call that? Forefinger on the left hand. The, the, the pointing finger on his left hand. He will hold it up and it'll be a testimony to him. Um, but in the time since then, a couple of times, he said from the pulpit, you know, when I get to heaven, I'll have a whole finger again. And I thought, and I have said, he has cursed himself. He has denied. I talked to him about it so he knew about my prayer. But he... And, and he believes in miracles, but he hadn't seen any. And you know how it's so much easier to believe in, in it for somebody else than it is to believe in it for yourself. Uh-huh. Today, he finally got around to going back to the surgeon that, that insured, assured him that he would, in fact, have to have surgery after it had healed some, after the skin had grown a little bit more where there was something to work with, uh, that he would have to have surgery and close it up and what have you. And he, and he's not been able to get to the doctor, but today he went and the surgeon is looking at the finger and he's looking at his nose and he's measuring the finger and he's looking at his nose and he looks up at Pastor Gene and he says, I really don't know how to explain this, but your finger is longer than it was. It, it is not only healing, it's regenerating. Praise God. It is, it is growing. And yet at this rate, in another three months, you will have a complete finger with the fingernail and be completely normal. Hallelujah. Amen. That it is cut, so awesome. The edge of his fingernail. Amen. It cut off the bone. No, I don't think lost in bone. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. She told me it didn't. Okay, but it okay. Did. okay. But but at any rate, yeah, it's. But I, I'm just Sammy and I are just I, I you know because I thought because he didn't have the faith to, to believe in it for himself that he had cursed it, and my God said. No, just just stand back and watch. They thought enough of your mother's prayers that she called us first. Amen. That's so awesome. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Of course, that's the first thing they they thought of was my my audacious prayer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I and I hope that it. I hope it shames him into faith. Well, that's what I told her. I said, this is the beginning. He's going to be holding that finger in the air. Yeah. And calling down miracles on the people in our congregation and telling them this, this is not just wishful thinking. Mm. Mm. This isn't just a positive attitude. This is real. So that, so the lesson that, that all, all you, well, all of us young, all the young people on tonight and some of us old folks, the lesson we can get from this is that there's head kind of, there's head kind of faith and there's heart kind of faith. Right. 
and the head and the head kind of faith ain't going to get you anything with God. No, nothing. You can believe, believe, believe. You'll hear Christians all the time say, "I don't understand. I believe. I believe. I believe." Yeah. You, you can believe it till you die, but believing it ain't going to make anything happen. That's not God's power is not juiced up by believing in your head. No. God's power is activated, activated by faith. Yes. You guys know, you think about any kind of machinery that you got out there. You got a lawnmower out there. You got a chainsaw. You got a go-kart. You got a car, a truck. You got a, a log splitter out there. You got whatever kind of machinery it is. It has an engine, and that engine drives that piece of machinery. It might drive a belt. It might drive hydraulics. It might drive... Uh, a PTO shaft, it might, there's a million ways that that power can be transferred to the application to which you're after. But I, I remember telling uh, my, the, this Bible study group on a couple of occasions that the Lord showed me one more. And I was like, I don't understand God. I just don't get it. Please give me a revelation. He understand. He showed me, he showed me how it works. This is how God's work. This is this is how God's power works. It's an engine. It's an engine. God's power. God's power is 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 the 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 engine. Okay, it, it's right there. And love is the fuel. God is love. He's the fuel. God is love. He's the fuel for the engine. And your faith is the ignition. Your faith ignites it and creates that power. And 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 that that power, that God's power is all around us. It's available all the time. There's you can never be in a place or in a situation where God's power is not available to you. It doesn't matter if you feel it or not. God's power is always, always available. It's available. It's all around you. It's there. The Word of God tells us that when Jesus, when Jesus was preaching in that house where they tore off the roof, yeah, that God's power, that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were there listening to Jesus, and God's power was there and available to heal them. God's power was there that day to heal them. God's power was there to give them revelation, to open up their eyes, to change their hearts, to change everything. God's power was there. And Jesus was there with the faith. But they didn't have any love. They didn't have any compassion. And without love and compassion... There was no God in them. There was no way for the engine to kickstart inside them without that. They look so hard, Sky, to trip him up. That's all they can think about. That's all they could focus on. But the Word of God specifically tells us. Tell, I, I. The word of God, Jesus, is a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And there can be pieces like that, like, like phrases that just jump out at you. And, and you realize, why was it so important that back then when they had this precious piece of parchment to write their testimony on, when they're writing down the, the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Luke. Now listen, they didn't have a laptop. They couldn't go back and edit their words. They couldn't go back and delete a sentence and reach it or, or revise their words. What they put on paper is, is, is what stood. And Holy Spirit led them with every word. He said, now write this down. And as Holy Spirit was leading them with every word, he said to them, and God's power was there available to heal them all yeah yep 
Why was it so important to point out to us that God's power was there to heal the Pharisees and the Sadducees? We know God's power was there available to heal the sick man, the paralytic. He was lowered down through the roof and Jesus healed him. We know the power was available. Why was it important for him to point out to us the power was there to change the hearts of the religious in that space? It's important because we have to understand that they were missing components of the engine. God's power. Yeah. It could, couldn't light off. Couldn't light off. It, you, you could take the fuel and ignite it, and there's no engine. All that happens is the fuel burns off. It's a big poof. Whoa. Goes off. But there's no transfer of energy. Mm-hmm. There's no transfer of power. And you can see churches all the time. Whoa. They flare, they flare up, they burn up for a moment, and they're like, oh, feel the fire, and the fire's coming. And then a couple minutes later or a couple hours later, boom, the fuel is burned up, and there's no transfer of power. And you can take an engine and give it fuel, but without ignition, it's just a dead engine sitting there with fuel. And you can say, man, I feel it. I feel it. It's right here. It's right here. We're so close. And nothing happens. Because there's no faith to ignite that engine. There's belief and no faith. Ponder that, family. I believe, I believe, I believe that we're in a day. We're in a time. We're in a window. We're in a window. Where there will be those that come through the other side operating in the power of God. There is going to be a revived church and there's going to be a great fallen way. There's going to be people that get used to sitting at home right now. Yep. And there are going to be people that get used to doing automatic tithes on their credit card. And they're going to feel holy enough with that. That's enough holiness for them. And they're done with this whole body of Christ thing. And there are people who are taking this time of closure to draw closer to God. That's what we're doing. to, To explore the spiritual things. To go deeper, to seek his face, to seek his power. Because, because here's the thing. If, if we aren't laying hands on the sick and seeing them heal. If, if we cannot lay hands on the dead and raise them up. If, if we can't drink poison and it come to no effect. If we cannot, if we cannot speak in other tongues as a testimony, then somewhere in our following of Christ, we are not on the right path. We're off the path. We're stumbling along in the ditch. We're, we're walking with one foot on and one foot off or or, or maybe we stumbled or maybe we're turned around backwards and we're going the wrong direction. Maybe we're on the wrong path altogether. But if we don't see those signs, then we're not in the right place with God. Do you think all of those gifts are universal? Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe in me. Yeah, there's nothing changed. There's nothing. Uh, he said one thing to his, to the people around him. He said, you, you will do greater things than I have done. Yes. Right. And we don't believe it. No. No. And we try, and we try to learning. split hair so that we can water it down and be more comfortable with it. You hear churches say that all the time. And the, I'm sure that's where Melanie got the question. You hear churches say that. 
I've heard churches say yeah. that all the time. Well, no, I well, get I, my question. I mean, you should see one or two here or there where God gives it to them, you know, but you, it's not universal. Not everybody can have it. And the second that you say, the second that we say, not everyone will operate in that, then it makes it okay for us not to operate in that. Right. And I think, I think what has happened through the years, I think it even for myself, if something doesn't happen, we give up because we think God doesn't answer. Absolutely. Prayer. We give up. We let go. We let go. My, my question actually came from the Bible. I don't know the address, but about how everyone will have different gifts. That's, well, that's, that's in chapter that's a, 12. That's, that's where you're reading spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's that is a different that is a completely different thing from saying that these signs will follow. Those are not gifts laying hands on the sick. There is there is a spiritual gift imparted of divine healing. But laying hands on the sick, praying for them and them getting healed, that's not a gift. That is the sign of a Christian. What, what our job is heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out Amen. demons. Those four things. Amen. And that was spoken yes. by Jesus. And he specific, and that was the last thing he said before he left this earth. The last thing he said was, These signs, these signs will follow those who believe in me. That's so right. as he left the earth, he turned he turned to everybody and he said, This is what's going to follow those who, who who are this is how you know if you're following me or not. The word believe in that particular context, what's the root of that? Is that the same belief like have the faith of God or, or the belief like in following Jesus? That means absolutely everything, casting everything you own and just 100% in. Because my, that goes back to our conversation about us talking about true followers of God. So if people are true followers of God, then those signs will follow them. So that's, that's just me circling back around to what you're saying. I, I'm not sure you lost me in all that. Um, I yeah, lost you. Lost, you lost me in there, but. I, essentially, what I'm saying is, Jesus said it in black and white. The, the, the very last thing he says, it's Mark 16. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 16. He's, he that believeth is baptized and shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. Now, here's the last thing he says before he's taken up. He that believes, or he says, and these signs, verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Okay? Yeah. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. That was the very last thing he said before he departed the earth. The very last thing he said was he turned to everybody and he said, and these signs shall accompany those who believe. Or faith will bring with it these miracles. There's another translation. Does that get rid of the word believe? Let's let's get rid of the word believe and let's say let's let's use the NEB that says faith will bring with it these miracles. Faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the word of God, faith in the word of God, the right kind of faith in the word of God will bring with it these miracles. Hebrews 11:1 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence Amen. of things not seen. Amen. What is substance? 
it's the material thing that you can reach through and grab. And I and I have and I want I want I want everybody to picture this. This is this is much more pulling off some verses. This is this is this is salvation level important for us to get. Okay, here's what we have to get. When you want to believe in something, when you believe in something, when you're reaching through to the other realm, to the supernatural, this is what you're doing. You are using your spiritual person, just like if you took your hand, you took your hand to your body and you reached into the water and you got hold of a fish and you had to hold that fish. And you, you know, that fish is going to try to get away, but you got to, you got to pin him and you got to hold him. And you, you're not just going to yank him out of the water right away. You're going to try to get hold of him. Until you've got control, I mean, and then very slowly, you're going to bring him up out of the water, and then you're going to bring him onto the land, and you got him. Especially if you're hungry, that's the way you're going to do it. Okay? I know. The things that you want from God are the same way, but you have to use your spirit, your spirit man, your spiritual person. You have to build up that spiritual person until in your spiritual person, you take your hand and you reach into the spiritual you reach into that realm where God is. You come before the throne in heaven boldly and you get hold of it with your spirit. And you let me tell let me tell you two things we got a hold of last year. I think it was last year. It could have been a little longer. We had first of all, we had a great grandchild fall thirty feet backwards from a uh get get fixing to get on an airplane and when he fell backwards somewhere down the line there there was a canopy wasn't wasn't metal or anything that turned him with his feet and hands going down to the ground to the cement and when he hit he ended up with bruises on his knees and a bump on his head now, they said there could be problems, so we began praying, and nothing, nothing was wrong with the child. The second one was, we had another great-grandson that had a, you know, right in the back of your head, it's kind of like a tree where blood goes to all places yes. in the head. He had an aneurysm, and you know what aneurysms do, do to you. You die. <laughs> anyway, they found it. They started work with him in Corpus, and they said, we can't do this. So they airlifted him to Houston. I don't know how long he was there, but it was a good while. They cut a quarter of his skull off and had to wear a helmet. They put the skull in... Uh, freezer or however how they keep them he he got well enough where they sewed the skull back on and the body rejected the skull and so anyway God is still healing this child and he can do almost everything he could do before there's only a few things that he can't do amen a miracle amen but we prayed for this child. And this and I think me and Gwen oh, he's gonna had the greatest faith of the whole family. Even his grandmother doesn't think much about it. And, that's and, wonderful. And that's why that Pastor Gene is growing. And a so finger why back. is it I, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna follow this course. I wanna talk about this this from a spiritual standpoint. We wanna we want to take these natural results, these results in the natural, and we want to translate them to the spiritual so that everybody here can grow, be edified in the spirit. And, and so, so why is it that, the, the, that Sammy and mom, some of the older people in our family, why is it that they find it, especially for their grandchildren, why is it that, that they find it easier to hold in the spiritual, to hold on, hold on? To that that fish, to that to that gift, to that to that word of God, to that present, to that answered prayer, 
they they find it easier to reach into the supernatural and to hold on to it to hold on to it until it's manifested in the natural and this is the same thing i i I want you guys to picture that picture that in your head get hold to that fish in the water in the natural and you're slowly maneuvering that fish as it's struggling you're slowly maneuvering that fish and you're holding on to it with all you got to get it up onto the shore where you can where you can control it is the same thing you're doing in the spiritual because we are so awkward in the spiritual things but if we do this enough we do this enough we'll scoop fish right out of the water like a like a black bear we'll, we'll get in there like a brown bear and scoop out salmon you know I think it's going to start helping. And and, and so so these 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 things that you're reaching through to the other realm, you are literally reaching into the other realm with your spiritual hands, with your spiritual arms. You're getting hold of the things that you can't see. And you're holding on to them. Yeah. And you've got I'll I'll say another thing that has made people not do it is we have miracles happen to us and we tell nobody because it just was good luck. No. Or else you tell a couple of people and they're and and the couple of people that you tell react in such a way that makes you not tell it anymore. And that's why just like (laughs) we were talking about last night, don't throw your pearls before swine. That's right. That's right. Just walk off. Don't, don't, because don't they'll turn on you, you just like the word of God says. Because they'll turn on you and they'll rend you. Yep. And that's exactly what happens when you that's take right. your testimonies and you share it. You share it with unbelievers. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It, and God doesn't care. If you feel no. like that testimony might be the thing that saves them. That doesn't matter to right. God. And it, it, it shouldn't matter to you. If Holy Spirit tells you share that testimony, then you share that testimony. Because when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, that testimony became his. I share yeah. them even when I feel that people are going to think that I'm crazy because I know that if I looked at it from another perspective from before I was saved, I would have thought that is absolutely crazy. Psycho. They have flipped their lid. Yeah. But I put it out there anyway, and they can either accept it or they can't accept it. It's my truth because I know in my spirit that, that it happened with the Lord. Yes. What I'm saying is let Holy spirit lead you on who to share or not to let Holy Oh, yeah. oh! I'm sorry. Let I Holy misunderstood. Lead you. Let Holy Spirit lead you no, because, because, and I'm and I'm going to use it. I'm going to use Dad as an example, okay? Because I'm, Dad and I had the same blockage. It's a Southern Baptist blockage. All right. Because um, when people go and speak in tongues in public like they aren't supposed to, the Bible says, and they do things that are obnoxious then the se- then the result that the bible says will happen is exactly what happens first corinthians 14 tells us t- he tells them don't do that don't do that because if somebody doesn't understand those things and they see it they're going to think you're all nuts you're crazy that's okay that's right and that's exactly what happened to me because that's what right. i was taught we have an entire denomination that feels that way right and 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 right. and so so that created a block that sharing the things the spiritual things with those who 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 holy spirit hasn't told you share the spiritual things with may just cause them to repel the things of the spirit and and cause them a, a blockage that that might take a long time for them to get healed over and, and what you have to do with that person is they have That's to right. see how you live. That's right. It's not your That's words. Right. It's how your life goes. That's right. So, so uh, yeah, the thing, the, thing that, the thing that Paul was trying to avoid was he was not telling people. He, he says, look, don't, don't stop people from speaking in tongues. He said that to them. Don't stop them 
but only do it with order. Okay. Only do it with orders. There's if somebody speaks in tongues, somebody's got to interpret and only one or two and that's it, you know? And if somebody wants to pray, don't let them do it in private, you know? And he's, and, and that's why he said, don't stop them because it's a thing of the spirit. So he's not saying, he's not saying by any means, should we stop someone from operating in the gifts of the spirit? But what he's saying is we need, we need to be cognizant. We need to be mindful of the unbelievers around us and that God has a work to do and, and that if we run ahead of God, we can be a stumbling block. That's the thing we get tempted to do because we're so earnest. We so earnestly want other people to be saved that sometimes we can run ahead of God and actually, and actually be a detriment. Yeah. Yeah. And you drive them off. And, yeah. And when you're doing that, you're doing it in your Amen. power. Amen. That is exactly. That's what I was trying to. There you go. Yep. And then that leads to pride. Any Amen. Place that you because are then successful. it's then it's all the people that you saved. Then it's then it's I saved this person and I saved that person and you know. And, and, and you can see that all over the place. You can see religious men who, who will tell you all the people that they have saved. Because they have a methodology. Because they have the right music in the church and it sets the right tone and it gets people tenderhearted. And then you have the magic words and they say, and you know what? And they come up there and they say the magic words. And there are no magic words. And, and as soon heart. as that happens, that pastor is through with them and moving on to the next ones that he can. Yeah, because he's got to have use the numbers. numbers. He's not. He well, he's got to have the. All. He has to have the numbers in order to validate himself. He has to That's have those true. numbers. It is it's all about even though he doesn't all. realize that. Even though he's telling himself it's all about, yes. it's all about the ministry. It's all about Jesus. But but when you when you fall into that trap, it then is all about you. So yeah, I, I don't right. think we're we we just ain't gonna get to the Bible tonight, folks. So, I think we should yeah, pretty good yeah. myself. The the thing about my thing with the pastor that surprised me, I was shocked because I thought that the minute he said, well, I'm just going to have that sharp finger for the rest of my life. But when I get to heaven, it'll it'll be normal again. I thought he had totally negated my prayer. If you had prayed it for him, he would have. If you had prayed that exact same prayer for his sake, he would have negated that prayer. But well, you didn't pray it for, for his church. sake. You but prayed it, was... it for a testimony for the furtherance of the kingdom of God, and his his unbelief cannot negate the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Well, what if? And he's I... he's a good person. There's not... plenty of good people. He didn't even know that he it was he was yeah. showing unbelief. And and you know, I think because I we have all. I because believe people it. accepted what's common to man as natural and normal but in our lives. I think, though, I think his not really believing could happen is going to even end up being Amen. a stronger Because testimony. God uses all things to the good of those who yeah. believe. Yeah. Exactly. He's and, and he's got four sons that have never seen a miracle. Have never seen a miracle. And he's they, out of been you know he's been around he yeah he's he's he is mentored by jack hayford jack hayford dutch sheets uh chuck pierce and and they they've all seen thousands of miracles and gene leffler has not and his sons have never seen miracles and now now it's real has he been preaching 25 or 30 years? Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. But he came up with good, good people, you know, good background. And, and he knows where they're headed. We're headed toward the, the Acts. Yeah. The, the Book of Acts. The Book of Acts. We're, we're 
are headed where the, the Holy Spirit moves in us. And, and here's something he and his wife did. The Lord woke him up at 3 o'clock in the morning um, three times. And he finally decided that he needed to be like Samuel and go find out what the Lord wanted. <laughs> and, and the Lord told him that he needed to go to Wichita, Kansas. He needed to go straight up 35 and go to Wichita, Kansas. And he needed to research what happened in Wichita, Kansas. And he needed to bring it back home. Well, the, what happened in Wichita, Kansas, and I forget the year. 1920s during the uh, Great Depression. Exactly. I believe, I believe that's right. And the, that's where the, the great um, awakening, awakening, the, the great uh, mm -hmm. Pentecostal the movement tent revivals. started there. It went from there to Zusa yeah. Street in California, but started in Wichita, Kansas, yeah. and he didn't know that. God sent him, now God talked to him several times along the way, but God sent him to Wichita, Kansas. He filled a box with soil from the place where that, that movement started, and he brought it back down 35, and he, and he, and he put threw some out in Dallas and he threw some out in Waco and, and all along everywhere God told him to and, and he came back home well this pat now that's that's been a few weeks ago or, uh, but a few while ago a, a while a while back I don't know when it was uh, because he didn't tell us about it. it and and but this past week, his, he and his wife both, uh, God talked to them that they needed to take the dirt south on 35 and take it to Laredo. And so they did. And they put some out in, in Laredo. But, the, the, you know, in, in the natural, anybody that hears, that's why they didn't tell anybody about it. <coughs> Everybody would think they're crazy. But God loves these symbols. God loves the symbolic movement and he follows it. And the, and the man that is willing to do a crazy symbolic thing. Oh, San Antonio was on the spot. Well, he, he, that's where the main part of it came back. He said, take it home. Take it home. And, and yeah, to San Antonio. So, at any rate, um, I, I, he told us we had a, 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 Zoom. a, a Zoom thing where, uh, well, actually, it was a conference call conference, because they were yeah. in the car. That's right. Uh, but um, with the 12 of us that are. They're running but six of us, don't they? On. That night. Anyway, with Sorry. the uh, his prayer warriors, his inter his intercessory group, uh, and and he told us what they were doing, and it's the first time that he's told anybody, <coughs> and for the very reasons that you were just talking about, people will think you're crazy. Yep. Well, sometimes God but has us do things, and he doesn't give us the instruction to, to say it. Yeah, he doesn't tell us why it's a great idea. He just says, do it, and let, let me see if you, if you will do. And, and I, I thanked God for a pastor that was willing to do crazy things. Amen. Honor God. And... And I, and I honestly felt like at that moment, I said, it's starting. The fire is fixing. It, it's the, I can smell the smoke. The fire's coming. It's, it's starting. And I am so excited. Make sure there's love in there. 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of love in our church. Amen. That's one of the things we have. Uh, I'm telling you, I've never seen a church with Amen. that much love. And Cecilia, uh, I I don't want you to feel we don't think what you told us was important. It is. I'm very excited about it. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, it, the thing, I didn't hear anything and it. I hit the button and I thought I lost y'all. What do you say to Papa? I don't think that y'all are negating it. I know what y'all said was extremely important. Okay. And all right. And, we're, we're and what we're talking what about tonight, to those of us, the the those of us who are of age, we we understand how important it is to have these conversations about the things of the spirit, and that's the reason why you can hear the serious nature of what we're talking about, is because for decades, for decades, the church hasn't been having these conversations. We we. Have, we haven't been teaching no. the things yes. of the spirit. We haven't been mentoring in the things of the spiritual. 2,000 years ago, when you became part of the church, you completely disregarded everything about the natural, right down to your clothes and the food that you ate. You gave up everything, everything. And your whole world was the spiritual. And they taught the spiritual and they operated together in the spiritual and they were of one accord and they sang hymns together and they just spent time praising and worshiping God together. And now everything for us is the natural and everything we went, we mentor in church is the natural and, and all the lectures and all this, all the stuff that they teach our children in church and all the youth groups, it's all it's all about the natural. We have to start yep. teaching the spiritual. We have to explore the spiritual and we have to renew. We have to renew the understanding of what it means to be the body of Christ and to operate in the spiritual things. We're going we're gonna to end up cut off if we don't go to prayer pretty quick. Yeah. Dad, the floor's yours. Okay. Well, we've uh, done a lot of talking, but I hope I hope it was rewarding to everybody. Amen. Oh, uh, it. What we're talking about is is has been left out of the church, and so therefore we need to be very very cautious of not leaving out the word of God of what he tells us to do. Uh, I, I think the book of Acts is still the book of Acts. In other words, it has not ended. Fathers, we come to you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for see you getting signed up in this course. Ask God that you bless her and be with her. I pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit to guide this family. All of us, Father. Guide us in our walk. Guide us in your precious love, Father, in everything that we put our hands to. And Lord, I thank you for my wife's strength in be becoming a strong child of God, Father. Both of us, Lord, have been under no one that would bring this out as truth. Yeah, they prayed for people but I don't think they expected anything. And Lord, we need to pray with great expectation because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have not changed. We thank you, Father, for your word because your word is true. And if your word is true, we need to walk in it. And I pray, Father, each one of us that are on this call tonight, and those who will listen later, that God, you would help us realize that we need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service, and to never be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind to what is your good and acceptable and perfect will. And Father, if we will choose these things and believe in your word, Father, 
we will walk a life of grace and love. And Father, I lift up Sky and Maria to you, Lord, that you would strengthen that home, that you would give grace and joy and peace and bring shalom, Father, into that house. I pray, Father, for Raiden and Jacob. I ask God you bless them. I ask God that you will direct their walk, lead them in their life daily. I lift up Tannis to you, Father. I pray, God, you draw him back to you. I lift up Aaron and Elise to you, Father, and I pray you bless what they do and the work that they're doing with their hands and their minds. I ask God that you give them grace and strength. I pray, Father, for your guidance, Lord, in John's life, Father, that you would lead him and touch his heart and just draw him ever so close to you, Lord. And Father, I pray for total peace to come over him, his life. I lift up to you, Lord, Olivia, and ask you to bless her and guide her walk. I pray, Father, for Mel and Catherine and Cecilia, Lord, that you would bless them, bless their home. Bless Jim, Father. I ask God to touch James Cox. I pray, Lord, for your guidance in mine and Gwen's lives, Father, that we will, we will truly walk in love and grace with you, Father. And, Lord, we thank you immensely for your touch, for your walk, for your walk with us, Father, as we go about our daily efforts, Father. I pray for this these churches, Lord, that God, they would begin teaching the truth. And I know, God, that right now we're going through a time that's different. But, Lord, I'm, I'm praying, Father, that you would lead us in obedience to you, Father. I lift, lift up to you, Lord, our country. I ask God that you would bless our nation. You said, Lord, if my people who call themselves by my name will humble themselves and pray, and look on my face and seek your face, Father, that you would heal the land. And Lord, we come tonight seeking your favor, your grace, your love, and asking you to forgive us for our neglect more than anything, Father. Not doing the things that you've called us out to do. And we just give you praise, Father. We know, Lord, many are walking not in the spirit at all, but in self-gratification. And I'm praying, Father, that you bring each one back. I ask you, Lord, to strengthen our churches, strengthen our governors, our city managers, our city mayors, council people, our judges, our Congress, and our Senate, Father. Lord, renew each of these and bring in people, Lord, that you want and guide us for all that we do, Father. And what we do may please you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, family. Bless y'all. Good night. Love you.